0: You're listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by Market Scale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. Hey, welcome to the current landscape of retail and what to do about it. Let me introduce myself. So, I'm Jennifer Kalo Ruskin, and I have spent the last 15 years serving either Walmart or my clients. Spent 15 years in retail. So I've, I've been in buying. I've been in replenishment. I have been in merchandise execution, which just helped our, our our home office actually communicate to the stores and then execute on whatever the stores wanted us to do. And throughout my time and working in retail, I feel like I've seen a lot of highs and lows. So when we had our first snafu with the economy back in 2007, 2008, I, I was just starting with Walmart. And the great thing about hardships in the economy is Walmart does well. (laughs) So if there's any shining light, it's that Walmart does well. And so I got to kind of watch that ride out. And then, you know, we went into some of the best years that we've ever had. And now here we are in 2020 and kind of experiencing something, I would say, even worse than 2007, 2008. And so I wanted to give you guys some information and some ideas of how to keep your businesses intact, how to preserve sales, how to be bendy. I know that sometimes is really hard for us um, in the retail industry. We're so used to brick and mortar and it being clunky. And so today I just wanted to cover what's the current landscape of retail and what in the world are we going to do about it? And I'm going to give you some ideas, okay? So um, right now shoppers are homebound and, and what is In most states and in most countries, currently a voluntary situation, a voluntary isolation situation, and I think that that could quickly shift at any time. Within the past week, toilet paper, paper towels, pain relievers, masks, and more are completely out of stock. Not trying to scare you. I know you already know a lot of this. I'm just setting the stage so that in five years, when we come back and listen to this podcast, we're going to remember what it was like. Okay. Online is also sold out too. So we have brick and mortar being sold out, online being sold out, and we are weeks out, best case scenario, at being able to replenish our pantries. I know that every morning I personally wake up believing that this is just one really bad dream. And I bet you do too, but it's not. The entire world is completely dumbfounded that this is our new current reality. Some are saddened, some are scared, others are angry, some are worried, lost, and some really feel anxiety. I know I'm one of those. It has been incredibly difficult to remain calm and grounded and strong for our families and our coworkers, and it's been even more difficult as the owner of a company to make responsible decisions that impact staff, clients, and suppliers. If you are a product-based business, your retail business might be drying up right now. My recommendation is to immediately get online, as well as some of the other options that I'm going to give you today, and move your sales there. Don't know how to sell online? Get help. There are tons of courses and service providers. Don't make the mistake of not investing in your business at this incredibly crucial time, or your business is just not going to survive this. I wrote a blog post last week titled Six Ways to Immediately Protect Your Product-Based Business During the Coronavirus, and it can be found on my website if you want to just go scope it out at JenniferKaylaRuskin.com, but what I discussed was how to keep your sales moving forward despite breakdowns in the sales and supply chains. So if you're looking for something super tactical, what you need to start looking at right now for your P&L, for your forecasts, which are incredible. I'll talk about that in a minute um, right now. But how how, how are you forecasting over even just the next 90 days? How are you getting raw materials? That will help give you some information and empower you about that aspect of your business. But today I want to talk about why not, why you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. And I'm going to give you five ways to protect your brand through creating a multi-platform selling strategy. You ready? Multi-platform selling strategy. This is wonderful because it's going to protect your business. It's going to, um, it's going to offer additional ways for your customers to come, to come find you. It's going to help you be more profitable. It's going to help minimize your risk. So let's dive right in. The first thing that we know is that retail stores won't always be here. Now, some of them might, but not all of them. Not all retail stores are going to be here. With Fairway and Lucky's recent abrupt closings, we're going to continue to see degradation of traditional retail as we know it. During this coronavirus outbreak, sales are shifting so rapidly online that we're seeing an increase of 60% in our online sales. Just as of this, what, third week in March. My current clients are seeing sales increases at an item level of over 1,000%. Retail selling is just plain old clunky. Let's go over what it's actually like to sell a product in brick and mortar in case you have forgotten how clunky this model is. You're waiting on the retailer's replenishment system to catch on to the higher sales demand. So right now, I know specifically with Walmart, how the replenishment system works, or GRS system, it's going to take them a week or two to bounce back and try to figure out what the new normal is. Right now, I, I, not right now, but this week when I ran my Walmart sales numbers for last week, already I've got clients at, you know, 70% in stock. in stock. Stuff's flying off the shelves and we can't keep up with it. It's going to take a while for that system to come back. So first the replenishment system has to even catch so there's a higher sales demand. Then the purchase order gets put in and sent to you as a brand which your warehouse then receives and then it fulfills it. And then the truck comes and then you have to ship it from the DC. And then the product goes to each local DC, right? So it's going to a main DC. For Walmart specifically, there's this called Centerpoint. And then Centerpoint disperses all of the purchase orders and all, uh, all the POs from that to the individual DCs. So geez, we're already talking about this is taking a ton of time. So once it gets to the local DCs, then the product finally gets to the correct store for the associate to stock at some point, And then the shopper to come into the store, hopefully find your item, and then purchase it. This is at least a two-week lead time. Retail store selling is clunky. And in this current environment, we don't have time for clunky. We need some freaking toilet paper. Amen? All right. The second thing happening right now is online retailers own your customer. So if we're thinking about five different ways to protect your brand through creating a multi-platform selling strategy. The first one is just be acknowledged or like acknowledge that retail sales won't always be there. Retail stores won't always be there and that's a very clunky method methodology of selling. And the second thing to think about and consider is I know you're selling on other online platforms other than your website. The unfortunate piece to that is that they own your customer data. Also, they own the customer experience with your brand. And they also can shut off at any time your orders. So we just experienced this yesterday with FBA. So Amazon sent out an email to all their FBA sellers and they said, hey, Unless you're in a category that is super important right now, so it's a highly consumable product, it's a grocery item, um, pet items were covered or medical supplies, sorry, you can't even send anything into us right now. And they cut off the ability for us to be able to create seller central orders, right? So it's so interesting because right as we start to feel like we have some control with, with marketplace through Amazon, they just rip it out of our hands and they just remind us that they are the ones in control. We also experienced this last year through Vendor Central. Do you remember? Maybe you were one of the ones affected when all of a sudden Vendor Central uh, suppliers woke up to an email that said, hey, if you are selling less than $10 million per year with us, we are no longer going to be issuing you purchase orders. And they shut them all off and people stopped getting POs. Now, since then, a lot of those have been turned back on, but that was a really scary time. Because $10 million is a lot of money, and if you are selling on Amazon and you are $1 million, $2 million, $5 million at Vendor Central, that's a huge chunk of business to all of a sudden not have anymore. One other thing I wanted to just bring up is when you're selling on other people's platforms, your listings and total account can shut off for no reason. I know with Amazon, this has happened to clients of mine multiple times already, and Amazon will give you no explanation because everything is AI, artificially artificial intelligence driven, there's, there's little things within the system that will just click off. And all of a sudden you can't sell on the listing anymore. All of a sudden your account will just dry up and no longer you'll, you won't be able to access it anymore. And the people when you call in Amazon seller support, they're like, we don't know, we have no idea. <laughs> go write an email to this place and hopefully they'll tell you. Uh, It's a freaking crapshoot. So just to remind you, like we love selling on Amazon and we love selling on all these other online places, right? But I want you to always be cognizant of the fact that they own your shopper and your customer experience and you don't. Okay. Reason number three and and, and platform number three for you to consider, and your multi prong strategy of how you're going to be selling at retail is your own website because it's the most profitable selling platform and allows you to keep your customer data. So, my favorite one is going to be right here in your website. Let me give you some stats. This is from topdigitalagency.com. One in 10 small business owners. Don't invest at all in any kind of marketing. And one in five small business owners only spend $300 or less in online marketing. So if we know that we're the most profitable and we get to keep our customer data on our website, why in the heck are we not investing more in advertising to our own website? or in having a professional company help manage it, or someone that's proficient in Shopify do the plugins and the SEO and help us manage that. I don't understand why that's not happening. If it's not happening for you, this should become a priority for you immediately because we have already seen what's happened in just the last week. Retail stores are out of stock. Online is out of stock. And then yesterday, Amazon said, hey, if you want to be in stock, if you're not in this particular categories, you're SOL and you don't get to send anything in. What do you have left to sell people? Your website is one of them. And then number four, which I have on my list, are are subscriptions. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm a bit behind here. Subscription boxes are amazing. Please go figure out how to make a subscription box. There's a bunch of companies out there that will even make one for you. So I have a great story. There's this guy that I work with named Justin Banner at Verve Logistics, and he works with a coffee company. So they grow the coffee beans, they, they do all of the coffee stuff, they take the beans, they ship it to Utah. Justin has a roaster nearby, so they roast the beans and they either grind them or then they sell them whole bean, just depending on whatever the SKU is. And then they put them in a monthly subscription box so that they can claim hey, you're getting fresh coffee that has literally been roasted less than a week. And guys, let me tell you, people go freaking crazy for it. So think about your items, and if they're consumable, I really want you to think about subscription boxes. Here's some data from Clutch.com. More than half of online shoppers say they that they subscribe to a subscription box service. The subscription box industry appeals to consumers' desires for convenience And because it's a novelty experience, it's fun and you get to control the customer unboxing. So one example I'll give to you, there was a company here in Fayetteville called Lauren James and they sold cute like Southern t-shirts with pigs that said like, hello y'all. And for some reason, millennials and Gen Z loved it. And uh, so their unboxing, they had all these cool subscription boxes and even just their delivery, they self-fulfilled everything. They would put customized stickers. So each month there was like a new sticker packet and then they'd have fun tissue paper and maybe like a little note from the owner. They really got to make it exciting. And so the customer couldn't wait to buy something the next month. And they'd get the new stickers and they'd get a new node, and it was just a fun unboxing experience. So I really do want you to think about subscriptions. Okay, the fifth thing that I want you to think about in your path to selling is social media marketing. These stats are staggering. They are staggering stats. And I found them off of Oberlo.com, O-B-E-R-L-O. Okay, get ready. Ready? billion users go on social media every single day. 3.5 billion with a B. Facebook is still the highest at 70%. So 70% of all social media users are still hanging out on Facebook. You thought it was TikTok. It's not. It's still Facebook. 90% are millennials. 78% are Gen X. 48% are boomers. Three hours a day we are on social media. That's a lot of time. That may be more than some of us are even working every single day. Three hours a day. So here is the most important and interesting information. 73% of marketers say that advertising on social is effective for their brand. So the brands that are showing up and actively marketing on social media, 73% of them say it's worth our time, energy, and funds because we are seeing value in it. So social media marketing is really important, guys. And I would say as a millennial myself, in-app purchasing is the most important thing you can do. You can plug your Shopify into your social media platforms. Because when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see something that I want to buy, if I can't click the picture and it take me to a place to go buy it, I get really frustrated. I'm not, I'm not on Instagram to make a Pinterest board. I am on Instagram to find things to buy, Right? And to interact and to double tap and to like. That's it. So make sure that your Facebook and your Instagram is shoppable. Thank you for letting me be on that little rant. One great idea is to take multiple brands that you align with and feel good about and go do a giveaway together. So, an example might be, you know, Pasha Chocolate and, um, like a tea company and some, and like a a chip company. And how do you put a bunch of fun things together for something like St. Patrick's day and then do a big fun giveaway. Then you can tag the other people. This is a great way to do marketing. That's not just a sponsored ad, but this is a great way to do marketing that then lets Maybe the chip company's followers also go, ooh, who's this chocolate company? Who's Pasha? And then, ooh, who's this tea company? And then all of a sudden you have more followers because you're kind of like rubbing shoulders and shaking hands with everybody else's followers. That's how this works. That's one idea. Sponsored ads, of course, are also great. Love that idea too. Okay. So, now is the action challenge part of this conversation. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I want you to actively think about the answers. One, with all of the various ways available for you to buy today, for you to sell today that we just covered, all those five, what platforms can you commit to use to sell your products on? And you can't stay safe and say, I'm going to stay in retail and brick and mortar, It might be, I'm going to commit to find an Amazon online course, or I'm going to commit to hire someone that knows how to optimize Amazon because that's important to my business. It might be that you know that you are not very good on your own website and that your Shopify needs to be leveled up or you even need Shopify. Maybe your SEO sucks and nobody can find you. You're going to commit to either learn it yourself and go find an online course, or you're going to commit to hiring someone. Hire that out. Continue to kind of work through those five that we went through. Maybe it's a subscription service and you need to figure that out stat since nobody can go into any retail places anymore. Maybe you're going to commit to figure that out. Um, I also want to know and hear back from you guys, was this helpful in laying the groundwork around the current state of retail landscape? Was this conversation helpful for you? Did you learn anything? I'd like to know what content around retail would be helpful for you to hear from me in the future. We'll be doing more of these talks, and I'd love to figure out what else you want to hear. And it doesn't have to be from just me. Maybe I need to bring in an expert to help train you. If there's anything specific that you'd like to know, feel free to comment, to DM me, to email me. I'm Jennifer at jenniferkaloruskin.com. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all at Jennifer Kayla Ruskin. I also have an online course for you, for any of you that put down, circled, and starred number, what number was that? Retail. Oh, number two, online retailers own your business. Uh, Maybe you want to go learn a little bit more about Amazon. I have a one-hour free masterclass for you. You just go to theagame.online and sign up. Also, I have tons of free stuff on my website. If you guys want to jump over to jennifercayloruskin.com, you're going to find blog posts and podcasts and all kinds of fun, free stuff to help you with your business. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. Don't forget to give me some feedback on what's been helpful and what hasn't and what you're looking for so that I can help you succeed in retail. Bye.